0: You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Angstead, media member at Mavs Fanatic. Oh my gosh, I can't believe I just did that. That's the first first time I've done that since moving to Mavs Moneyball. That's hilarious. Oh my gosh, stop it. Stop it right now, Nick. I mean, I know you have sources, but you can't reveal them. Exclusive, exclusive. I am no longer at Mavs Fanatic, and it is no longer Mavs Fanatic at all, even.
1: Oh That's my hilarious. Gosh. Okay,
0: can I can I give it? Okay, are in, we still recording? In, in my, are you leaving this? Yeah, we're leaving this in here. In my in my defense, by the way, your phone's blowing up. Did the Mavericks just trade somebody? I'm sorry,
1: I'm sorry.
0: <laughs> <laughs> are your sauces going off? The uh, <laughs> by the so in my defense, when I was at Maps Fanatic, I did three podcasts at the same time, and I would say I'm Nick Kingston, writer at Maps Every single time I introduced myself, I did. Yeah, seeing stars that. Josh and I still kinda of do off and on. I did the Maps Fanatic podcast that Taman and I started, and then I did this at, at one point. <laughs> so,
1: that's true. You did all
0: three it's of just them. Just like talking like a crazy person all day.
1: Can I give you my two thing two things in media right now that's really grinding my gears? Oh, by the one way, door... by,
0: the, by the way first let me introduce you. This is <laughs> the editor of smoking <laughs> joined us always my co host, the editor of Smoking Cuban, and also writer at Maps.com. Give me what grinds your gears, Isaac. <coughs> okay. One, the word exclusive
1: in journalism. So great. It's always, it's, I love it. It's one of my funniest things I've ever see. Exclusive. Here's my thing. And blah, 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 blah. Second thing. This is prime for trade deadline season. It really could go all year round. But when reporters, most notably like lesser reporters, local guys a lot, when they say I can confirm Wojes' report that blah 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 blah. We don't need confirmation. Yeah,
0: right. Especially if it's Wojt. It's Woj. Woj.
1: (laughs) It's Woj, Holmes. Like but like we don't need it. Like it's Woj. Like he's right. So like if there's one person that knows, it's Woj. And I just I I thoroughly enjoy that whenever people jump on that. I can you know, I can confirm it. You know, for all you people out there that's wanting to know if
0: I can confirm this, I can confirm. The woes is right. <laughs> so okay. uh, David Aldridge came and talked to the uh, sports business classroom this summer, and I was able to go and sit in on it. And he's talking about you know gathering. So- he's like, talking about like acquiring sources and, and you know, networking and doing all that kind of stuff. And he talks about how some like sometimes these trade deadlines and, and draft night and stuff like this is a pain because you. Leading up, the days leading up to it are such a pain because you work so hard to get like one you know, one story or one scoop or one thing. And all of a sudden Woj just tweets it out and ruins like all the work he did all day. And so, yeah, in that perspective i kind of get it cuz you're like i also was working on this you know but it also like you like you said doesn't present any new information doesn't help us at all it doesn't do anything so kind of get it it makes the person feel kind of good it makes you know legitimizes i guess it legitimizes the person that's saying it more than it yeah. legitimizes the report or the person that actually reported it originally
1: yeah and like i get a small glimpse of that like there's a difference when you say like, right after woes reports something, and then you say, sources confirm it, blah, 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 to where you're, like, writing a story, and then you post it afterwards. Like, you kind of know of a thing. I, like, I've been working on a, a, a thing of, I'm not a breaking news type person, like, whatever, but, like, I was working on something with a player, and yeah. if I've just reached a point to where I think by the time and the story, that by the time that I would, like, finalize it, it's not even worth my time now, you know, like because Woj or somebody else is going to like do it and like report it. And I'm just like, why am I wasting all my time when I could be focused on writing and stuff? But that's their big shots. I mean, he literally gets paid to have relationships. So that's pretty wild.
0: Yeah, it's nuts. And there's only there's only a certain number of people on his level, too. Yeah. Yeah. And that's why
1: we say when we like Throw out stuff like of reports and stuff. I mean, I I focus on just the main guys, the Wolves, the Steins, for for Dallas, for the Mavericks. It's pretty much McMahon and Ed Stein for me. Uh, I mean, the paper, you know the yeah the paper Dallas The years, papers in there, they're I, plugged in because they I read, cover the team home and away. I
0: read the uh, I read the paper for the uh, the news and not the memes so much though.
1: The memes.
0: <laughs> Well, I here's the thing.
1: I got their meme today because like I don't understand why Cuban would be there, but I do feel <laughs> that's for, the whole point of it. <laughs> well, I feel for the the Colts fans because you got DeAndre yeah. today, and that was wild. That like they even scheduled a press conference, they even tweeted out like he the had Colts accepted and the job. <laughs> so like I just want to know what happened. Is Robert Kraft like, holy crap, I think Bill's going to leave like next year. So let me just – got to keep Josh.
0: If you guys don't follow American football because we have a lot of overseas people listening to the podcast, the uh, the Patriots offensive coordinator, Josh McDaniels, who has already had a head coaching job at some point and kind of failed miserably. Didn't he – he was Jets? Uh, I something I with the Broncos I too. I can't remember. Maybe Broncos. He, he was a head coach at some point. But he had apparently accepted the Indianapolis Colts head coaching position. So he's an offensive coordinator with the Patriots. They lose the Super Bowl, but they had this you know, crazy prolific offense, like really, really good. The defensive coordinator for the Patriots accepted the job, the head coaching job with the Lions today. So all of a sudden, you know, both coordinators are going to be gone. And then out of nowhere, like, like Isaac said, the press conference has been scheduled, all this stuff. They're going to announce that Josh McDaniels was the head coach of the Indianapolis Colts. And then he was just gone. Like, he just decided to go back to New England. So, some people are speculating that Belichick's going to retire and that McDaniel's going to take over as head coach.
1: Yeah. And I mean, that's, I mean, if you're the Colts, I mean, you just, you watched all these guys go take other jobs right now. So, you know, they've been focused in on McDaniel's for a while. And kind of like the Mavericks with DeAndre. <laughs> And uh, yep. a lot of these other choices have picked other teams, and now you're kind of screwed out. But, <laughs> oh, well, we're not a football podcast. So,
0: no. guys, tomorrow is the trade deadline. It's our Super Bowl, it, per se. It is. Because the Mavs aren't going to make the finals. Spoiler alert. Sorry. <laughs> Don't say that, Nick. It's we a, <laughs> It's our Super Bowl. It's a weird kind of Super Bowl. And right now, unless something happened between the time we're recording this, which is just – Full disclosure: recording this about eight twenty four, Central Time on a on Tuesday night. So if you're listening to this and a little bit later, something definitely could have happened. But it kind of feels right now like the calm before the storm.
1: It is. You man. mentioned that like, earlier. It. I mean, it feels like kind of everything's kind of came to a halt. We see different players right now that are setting out that the teams waiting to trade them. They're going to. You hear different things. The Cavs are just. A complete dumpster misery. fire.
0: Can you say dumpster fire? Is that?
1: I mean, it's insane. How many coaches is LeBron going to go through? Um Final
0: score. A <laughs> Final score. Orlando one hundred and sixteen. Cavaliers ninety eight. Wow. I don't think Aaron Gordon even. Aaron played, Gordon either. did not even play. Their leading scorer was Jonathan Simmons with thirty four points. Who will definitely. Holy be, crap. Who will definitely be traded in the next couple of days now. I,
1: I think it was him over the summer that LeBron wanted him to come to Cleveland, and he told LeBron no. He wanted to go against him, and I just thought that was the greatest thing ever. Jeez. Went to Orlando. LeBron also wanted Jamal Craw- <laughs> Don't and, Shab- <laughs> story- and Shabazz Napier, too. That story came out today. was pretty much like all pro LeBron. Like, come on. LeBron's a lot to blame for this, too. Yeah. it's The athletic story was great today. It was very great reporting and everything about the organization and different stuff. LeBron wanted that he hasn't gotten, but LeBron is just as much to blame for all of this.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah. It rises and falls with, you know, your best player. Oh yeah. Definitely does. So today we're going to, I mean, this is going to be just sort of a random pod. We're going to be talking about a lot of different things. Uh, Seth Curry, obviously we're not going to bury the lead. He's out for the rest of the season. We've been telling you that. I mean, exclusive, exclusive. We've been saying that probably this whole year that he's not going to (laughs) play. (laughs) <laughs> it just kinda yeah, seemed it, that way. No local
1: guy reported it. Wosh reported it. Um yeah. I think for most Mavericks fans your heart kind of little dropped and, today for And a that he second. started
0: out with the Dallas Mavericks instead of Dallas Mavericks, Seth Curry. I'm like, okay. Oh, crap. oh and man, what like, happened? Oh. So we're gonna ta- we're gonna hey. we're gonna talk about Seth. Oh okay. Then uh we're also gonna talk about Kron Butler, Tough Juice. We're gonna talk about him. Uh he retired today, just mention him briefly. And then uh Jeff Skin Wade apparently Mentioned a trade on 105.3 The Fan today. So we're going to talk about that, discuss that. And also the Lakers, there's this big story that came out today about the Lakers changing their focus to 2019. And so we will also talk about that as well because I think that affects the Mavericks. Yeah, very well could. So we're going to talk about all that. So let's get right into it. Seth Curry out for the year. Like I mentioned earlier, I kind of predicted that this was going to happen. It just seemed like they kept pushing it back. And even the wording that Carlisle used to describe this injury – like the last thing that I remember him saying, at least to us in person was that there's a you know our target is for him to play in 2018. <laughs> you know that's just such a broad timeline, and I think that was like early January or something, and so such a broad timeline. And so apparently what what's gonna happen is he's gonna have surgery on his tibia um, on his left tibia that's been having issues that he's been having issues with, and he's gonna have surgery. he's gonna have what was it a two week, two week to 16 day. Recovery period, and then they said that he'll be ready by July first, which is hilarious because that's when free agency begins, and uh, he's going to be a free unrestricted free agent this summer.
1: Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> it just sucks all the way around. And I wrote a piece; it's coming out today. Uh, it's probably already out. Uh, just talking about the Seth Curry thing this year, what it what it could have meant to Dallas and. You know, as somebody that covers a team or around a team all the time and people when you're connected to the team or you work for the team or you, what if you're ever connected to the Mavericks, people are always asking you about the Mavericks. You know, like, oh, how's Dirk doing? Or blah 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 this and the number one question, and it's probably the same for Nick too, that I've been asked all year long, almost every week by somebody, a random fan <laughs> or like a family member or something, yeah. is why why do the Mavericks suck? Like, oh, I've seen the standing. Oh, yeah. horrible. yeah. That yeah. horrible. And, you know, one of the first things I go to, and I was on a you know, radio show in Memphis earlier in the year, the NBA Mass podcast, they asked me the same thing. One of the first things I went to both times was, man, like I know it sounds like petty or whatever, but like the Seth Curry injury was huge. And they prepped all offseason for Seth Curry to be the running mate to Dennis Smith Jr. And we brought in Nerland in the trade. Orleans, we thought Nerlens was going to be a starting center, like all this stuff. And then we come in the media day, and I know it was about Dirk moving to center, and that was the best spot for him. But I think it had a lot to do with Seth also because that we were inserting Seth to the starting lineup, so we're benching this guy who we said was going to be our Tyson Chandler starter kid, yeah. and inserting Seth Curry. And like that story I did with Dennis early in the year about how he thought that man we're going to be a dangerous backcourt, yeah. we're going to be all this stuff, and like he was pumped about it they went through training camp with Seth next to Dennis and that whole, when you have that backcourt, like there was just, there was a lot of high hopes around it and we just never got to see it. And it's really, you know, I've never thought that Seth was going to be a a max player one day or like your Batman of your team, but like, it was going to be fun to watch and it was going to give Dennis another shooter on the floor. And it's something they prepped so long for. And then instantly October 7th, the email comes out, press release that he's hurt a week to week timeline, and we never saw him in a single game. And it, I wouldn't say it's a great like what if because you know we probably wouldn't gonna make the playoffs anyway. But still, um, things could have been different. You know, could Devin Harris, is, you know, value? Would he even be on the team right now? <laughs> you know, yeah. like yeah, he, he, he had a non guarantee.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: What happens to Yogi? Yogi's had a big time year. You know, does that change his free agency market? There's just a ton of implications that, you know, that happens from it. But it just sucks all the way around. It sucks for Seth Curry going into free agency. You know, that this
0: is yeah, huge. Yeah. There's a scenario, I think, where he takes the momentum from last year. Because he had that, that March, February of last year. Remember, he was averaging like 20 points a game. Yeah. In March. Like, he had just a great, 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 you know, month or stretch there in the season. There's a scenario where he takes that momentum and him and Dennis Smith Jr. work really well together and he becomes like Jason Terry. You know what I mean? Like he, he becomes, yeah. you know, yeah. I, th- I think he had
1: every tool to become, you know, like Jason Terry. Well, like I, I think a six man Jason Terry type would be, would have been great for would've him. Been awesome I think for his, him. his highest, above, highest ceilings of all at some point in his career would be like a CJ, light CJ McCollum or something like that. Like, that uh, in between like if he reached his peak would be that and now i'll say this I, I, if you're asking me right now like what happens to him in free agency if i had to make a prediction i think he comes back to dallas on like a one year deal yeah. like 8 million you know something like that like something uh, you know more than what he made last year, more than 3 definitely one year less than 10 a one year deal i think the only way i would see him not coming back is if there were tensions with him and the organization around this injury. It feels like a Kawhi Leonard Like Kawhi sort of right now. If you believe that. You know, if there was some just stuff with that. That's the only way I could see him entertaining because I don't see another team, especially with the money right now, I don't see another team handed him some multi-year deal. And he wants to cash in eventually. So one-year deal, come back to Dallas, be the two guard, and roll with it. Cause there's not, it's an, and there's not a two guard that we're really gonna. It's not like the you know, the top five picks in the draft, you know, Donchich is a wing, but like,
0: yeah, you could play, you know, the you only, could play him at two for sure, yeah. But
1: like, the only way we wouldn't, you know, if for some reason we went with Trey Young, and I, I please know, but yeah, there's no reason to bring Seth back then, but yeah, I don't it, know, I, ex, I expect him to be back,
0: yeah, that. I was talking uh, with uh, the Moneyball people today too. We are kind of all in agreement that that's what we think is going to happen with him, and it it really sucks for Seth Curry because time's kind of running out on him to get a long term deal. If he, you know, if he's going to get, maybe you know, like a four year deal or something like that with some some big time guaranteed money. I mean, he's going to be twenty eight coming up soon, and he just basically he lost a whole year now. Uh, who knows how long it's going to take him to recover from it, to come back from it, to come back full strength, and then to get back in the groove. You know, to get back in the groove of the NBA. This is a guy that hadn't played fifty NBA games before he came to Dallas. You know, don't forget that this this is a guy that you know bounced around. He found his. He definitely found his place in Dallas. He found a really good fit for him. He found a good system for him. But uh, but this is not like an established NBA player necessarily. Yeah. He had definitely the ceiling to do that, but his floor was also kind of low too (laughs) so guys like that injuries like this really matter because he was on one of the best contracts in the nba last year
1: (laughs) yeah and this was his moment to come out of his brother's shadow and you know you know he wants to make his own money and build his own career make his own name for himself and so it just pushes it back for pushes it back a year and let's see where they go from there but yeah now i mean it's officially he won't be back this year and we'll see where it takes him
0: it's going to be interesting. So there you go. That's the Seth Curry stuff. Um, we think he's comes back on, on definitely a one-year deal. But uh, if not, if somebody else can offer him more money somewhere, I don't see where that's going to be because there's just not a lot of money out there. Bobby Marks had a, a great article the other day on ESPN talking about the, the money that's going to be available this summer. I think there are only four, if I remember it correctly, there are only four teams that are gonna have twenty plus million dollars in cap space this summer. Uh, I'm gonna try to look it up real quick right here, but it was just not a lot. <laughs> I mean, it was like sh- Chicago, the Lakers, who are you know have who know exactly what they're gonna try to do with it. But we're gonna talk about that in a minute. Um, yeah, it's just it's gonna be very difficult um, for teams to to like offer a bunch of free agents a lot of money that happened in the past. Here the t- yeah, and no, here the and no offense to Seth, but like, there's a lot of people above Seth. Yeah, to get there's paid. a lot. There's a lot. Uh, the the Lakers are projected to have thirty-five million dollars in in free agency money and cap space this summer. Sixers are projected to have thirty million. The Bulls at twenty-four, the Hawks at twenty-one, and then the Mavericks at twenty. Those are the only ones with twenty or more projected this summer.
1: Yeah, but and there's a lot of smaller moves they can do to. I mean, that's including some cap holds. That's including yeah. Dallas could get more than 20 pretty quick.
0: Yeah. Yeah, let's say if they if West somehow, you know, turns down his option, they sign a longer like a couple year deal with him. He wants some more guaranteed money. He's worried about his injury history maybe. Um they do that, then they get more money that way. You know, there's there's options. Yeah. So For sure. Uh, Another thing I guess I want to talk about since we're just doing a random pod today is uh, Harrison Barnes' contract. It was sort of a topic of conversation around the uh, Mavs Moneyball Slack account. Of course. That you completely disagree with, but I just wanted to point this out because I was... Because y'all hate him. I do not. They do. (laughs) I I was definitely the one defending him, but you... You look at his contract right now, and I was just looking at it comparatively with the rest of the league. And if you go to Basketball Reference, they have, you can look at all the contracts of all the players in the NBA. It's pretty interesting. You know how to work Basketball Reference? I do actually know how to work Basketball Reference really well. That's it's crazy. probably one of the things I do best. And so it's like employable how much I do it. I'm like <laughs> You need to teach me how to use it. And uh, so you can look at all the salaries of all the players. Currently right now, Harrison Barnes, has the 26th highest contract in the NBA, which, cool, you know, fine. That's not super great. But if you look at it next year, there is a whole bunch of players that are going to be making more money than him. Uh, currently right now, next year, already set in stone, already guaranteed all that. There's already 30, well, there's already 30 players that will have a higher salary than him. So he's dropping already four spots. And you're also talking about free agents, Paul George, Chris Paul, DeMarcus Cousins, Jabari, Aaron Gordon, Zach Levine, Lou Williams, Clint Capella, a bunch of those guys that are going to be free agents this summer. And all of those I think have the potential, you know, to make more than him. I don't know if that'll happen, but teams get desperate enough. You know, teams value him enough. Let's say Chicago is like, okay, got to keep Zach Levine because he's, you know, like the only interesting player, (laughs) you know, only interesting wing. Then, Harrison Barnes could drop to all the way down to the 39th or 40th highest highest paid player in the NBA. And that to me is kind of interesting. That's a huge jump from 26 to
1: 40. Yeah. And I mean, I'll, like you have to take those numbers with a grain of salt also because it's not like we're stacking all the players up in the league and we're saying, Harrison Barnes, you're the 26th. Like we think you're the 26th best player in the league because so be you know who's
0: league. right next to him in all of these rankings, with the exact same contract. Who? The beautiful one himself. Me? No, Chandler Parsons. Oh crap! Literally um, the exact same contract, sitting right next to him in the stand in the, in these rankings that I'm talking about.
1: So. Yeah, because, like, I mean, you're talking about people like Clay Thompson, Draymond and stuff. They're still on their, like, second extension, you know, or whatever it is. Like, they're not making that money. Dallas doesn't think Harrison Barnes is better than Clay Thompson probably. So, like, they would pay him more than, you know. Yeah. So it's – it. the numbers are interesting, but it, it's not like you're saying, oh, my gosh, this is the worst thing ever. Dallas is paying him this much money when there's – look at all these players underneath him that make so much less than him. This is so stupid. It, yeah. it's not that way. So
0: awesome. what I what I glean from this whole like thought process, I guess or whatever I want to say is that some people complain about Harrison Martin's contract, but if you look at it in comparison with the rest of the league, next year Harrison Barnes could be the 40th highest paid paid player in the NBA. So <laughs> wouldn't you take like th- that you would definitely take in comparison? And You're to-
1: saying they shouldn't have done it? Look, well, you know, that's what I'm saying like these like Yeah. when yeah when you start, you struck out with everything, not only PR wise and everything, but like, and then Durant makes his decision and Harrison Barnes is saying, I'll come there. And a uh, 24 year old at the time, 23 year old, whatever he was yeah. when he came here and like saying, you're like, heck yeah, let's do it. Like, come, come on board. And it's not like it's, you know, moved you so much out of draft position. I mean, crap. We got Dennis at nine. We're about to have another top eight pick. So like, And he's the highest character, one of the highest character dudes in the NBA. I mean, dude's got a series going on. (laughs) I thought you were going to say
0: highest, highest goons in the league. (laughs) (laughs) Goon, like his series
1: right now. uh, His his series going on with the Players Tribune right now. Outstanding. I mean, just remarkable. Mm. Uh, The the set down interviews he's doing with um, people across really the nation, and he did one with Chief Brown here in Dallas, and. Barnes is a legit dude, and during these years, he's our Michael Finley.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that was another comparison that was made on Reddit today that I thought was really interesting. Uh, there's a piece in there somewhere, maybe an off-season thing. But, uh, so, Teron, or but- er, Teron, tough juice, Karan Butler retired today, announced his retirement. One of the one of the craziest what-ifs in Mavericks history. What if Karan Butler hadn't gotten injured in 2011? Would the Mavericks still have – Won the finals. I mean that that'd be that's kinda crazy. A lot of people think that they wouldn't because he tried to, you know, take too much of the offense and you know, things like that, but still, you know, a really good player. Uh was involved in the Shaq trade when uh Shaq was traded to the Laker when Shaq was traded from the Lakers to the Heat. It's a, a kind of a crazy NBA career. i uh, and calling it quits today. And awesome well first off I thought
1: he was retired like three years ago, but Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but no, just an awesome dude. The organization, uh, they love him, and it's just uh, I mean, I feel like anybody you, you talk to within the Mets organization about Butler, they just they all just love him. And he was dependable. He was always great, down to do anything for the team, and just a, a solid good guy. We obviously don't know him. I don't know him personally, and but you just can't hear enough good things about him. And like since he's been out of the league too, I mean, players love him too. I mean, you saw different players today tweet out about it across the league. Yeah. Chris Paul, a bunch of different players. So it's cool. He play. I mean, you play for a lot of teams in the league, but you know, for Mavs fans, we remember
0: those couple years. Definitely gonna remember that. Uh, again, one of the craziest what ifs <laughs> in Mavs yeah, history. for sure. Because he was what well, was he probably the third or fourth best player on that team at that one point.
1: Yeah, when we did our flashback stuff. Yeah, I remember looking at this. You know, when he went down, I'm pretty sure he went down in the spring of 2011, and you know, it was just it was just huge. And he was, I want to say he's the second leading scorer on the team, behind Dirk. Um, could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure on that. But I mean, it was just it was just a massive, massive loss. It would be like this team right now, with prime Dirk losing Harrison Barnes. You know, like yeah. And you're like, holy crap. but
0: Man, these are all the teams that Cron Butler played for. He played five seasons for Washington, two for Miami, two for the Clippers, two for Dallas, one for Detroit, one for the Lakers, one for Milwaukee, one for Oklahoma City, and one for Sacramento. <laughs> That's crazy. That's a lot of different teams. Yeah, it is. He was also on those Gilbert Arenas, Antoine Jameson, Larry Hughes. Yes. Those Deshaun Stevenson, yeah, Deshaun Stevenson, obviously Drew Gooden, I think, was on some of those teams like Agent Zero, Wizards teams, those were super fun to watch. Those were, man. All right, well, Karan Butler, good career, congrats, congrats. All right, one of the last move
1: on to some fake trades. The
0: last thing we're gonna get to today, uh, we were gonna talk about the Lakers thing, but we'll, we'll. We'll shelf that and we'll talk about it later because it's yeah. free agency summer stuff. Can I just
1: make an overall statement? Okay. Please, Mavs fans, stop it with the Brooklyn pick.
0: <laughs> but we're just about stop. to talk about it. <laughs> stop it. We're about to talk about it right now and then we will stop talking about it. Okay. So Jeff Skinway to 105.3 did a uh, – he's also the Mavs broadcaster, the the, the guy that makes that cracks jokes all the time with Falwell and Harper. So if you guys haven't seen him, uh, that's where he is. He proposed a trade to Cleveland that includes the Brooklyn pick. So we will talk about it now, and then we will table it, and we will not talk about it again, probably ever, because <laughs> it'll they'll actually use it. <laughs> the trade deadline will yeah. pass. The trade: Dallas's 2019 first round pick, top two protected, plus Wesley Matthews, plus Nerlens Noel. In a trade four, Dallas would receive J.R. Smith, Tristan Thompson, and that Brooklyn pick. Isaac Harris, gut reaction, would you do this or not? Um, gut
1: reaction says no. Uh, here's my thing. When I say leave the Brooklyn pick alone, I'm assuming Dallas is making their next two picks off the table. So, obviously, when it comes to a deal like this, to where they're like, hey, we'll swap first, something like that. That changes everything with the Brooklyn pick. I'm operating when I say stop it with the Brooklyn pick. Some of y'all out there thinking that Cleveland is just gonna give the Nets pick up to shed a bunch of salary yeah. and to take back West and Nerland. Stop that, man. Like they they won't even give it up for like a DeAndre. Like I don't even know if they give it up for Aaron Gordon. Like, you know, like they they need young players for the future. <laughs> I you'd probably be very hard to find somebody right now. Um, that believes LeBron will be back. So as far as like media wise, um, so they need bodies for the future, not whatever. Gut reaction, salary wise, you're pretty much flipping like Tristan. Like for next year, let's just look at next year salary wise. You're pretty much flipping out Wes and Tristan's contracts. Tristan makes about will make about a a, a million dollars less than what Wes
0: will. Next year, yeah, about two. He makes 16, and West's going make 18. But
1: well, Tristan's on the book next year for 17.4. Oh, it's a go up, never mind. Yeah, so like, and then West's at 18.6, so then like you're looking at JR Smith, and JR makes 14.7 next year. Yeah,
0: that that con- that one I think that contract is worse than Tristan, in my opinion.
1: Yeah, and then after that, like JR's next year after that is like non guaranteed. I don't know how much is guaranteed of that, and then Tristan's contract for the 2019-20 season is
0: 18.5. Um,
1: so I mean, you're you guys much want to disaster. complain about
0: Dwight Powell making nine? Imagine the Mavericks have Tristan, Tristan Thompson Tristan would be doubling new, that.
1: <laughs> yeah, Tristan would be my new target. Um, I just don't. I just don't think it. I just don't think it'd be worth it, man. Like, like if you're telling me that picks top four. probably yeah i'm saying it's worth the top five but like this pick probably is looking at around what dallas will be at which will probably be around eight you know i think dallas will end with the pick around six to eight and you're looking at this nets pick probably being between seven and ten and i don't i just don't i don't think taking on that call me stupid i know but like this is i'm pulling the cap the cap space card like I think it's so much I think it's different going forward now than the whole past. I think it's different because of the lack of teams that will have it. Yeah. I think it's I think it's different because of the bad contracts across the league. I think it's different because we have Dennis Smith Jr. and like when you look at these up and coming teams, I think players already like Dennis a lot and might want to get up on that train now and I just I think cap space going forward for Dallas um will be
0: will come in handy and flexibility too. not just the idea of cap space for signing players, but flexibility trade deadline. I mean, not just at the trade deadline, but also the draft too. the draft is also when a ton of of players get moved and traded. I mean, you remember the last draft, Holy cow. It was like, everybody got traded like Chris Paul, Paul George, like Jimmy Butler, like all these guys are just moving all over the place during the draft or around the draft or in the week of the draft or whatever. Uh, so this, I would think about this. The only reason why I would think about this deal is because like the rebuild is now and you get your core for a little bit longer. So you get these two picks. Let's say it's, you know, five and seven or whatever. Uh, I think the Lakers are at eight right now and I can't see Brooklyn like jumping the Lakers at eight, but it, I mean, it would be hard unless the Lakers start selling off some pieces. Um, But so you get like, let's, let's say it's five and seven. So you get two players and this, this draft is really stocked with, you know, with talent from, we think at least one to eight, one to seven. We went through them, you know, Isaac and I went through our top 10. We went through with Cole's wicker on, on pods earlier a couple weeks ago. So go check those out if you haven't listened, but so you get that core, you get two players. And if I haven't looked at the 2019 drafts at all, but if they think it's a weak draft, you know, if they think it's going to be like this two that two thousand thirteen draft that had you know nobody in the the, the top ten basically, uh, yeah, and uh, had Giannis at thirteen and C J McCollum or whatever, and then other than that it was like, eh, you know, they don't think it has anybody in it. This is a way to cash in now, you know. You you don't have flexibility, but you then have you have Dennis, you have Barnes, still you have. You know, your draft pick, you have the Brooklyn pick. So you have three young, really young guys and Harrison Barnes going forward. You pick up maybe some more undrafted players, and then you take your team and you just grow your team. You just organically grow your team. You don't worry about tanking anymore because your draft pick is away. I think that that almost kind of helps teams. (laughs) You know, if you don't have a pick, there's no – everybody says, like, there's no motivation for them to be bad. (laughs) You know what I mean? Yeah. So I don't know that's the one like, reason well, why I would think about it but Cleveland. overall I would not do it if you're Cleveland you get off of those contracts you get you know Dallas's pick that they they think might be better than the Brooklyn pick you know especially if they're they're having the, these dead salaries essentially with j.r Smith and then Tristan Thompson because Tristan Thompson Dwight Powell kind of cancel each other out <laughs> I mean they, not, and not yeah. just cancel each other out they kind of it's like he's it's like an exponent next to you <laughs> next to their name like it's double of what you get from Dwight Powell kind of and uh, and so they, if they if they think that the Dallas pick is going to be better, they get off of the contract to get West. that could actually help now instead of Jr. That's not really giving him anything. You get Nerlens, whatever he ends up being, but he's a clutch sports guy. Um, so I get it for I get it definitely for for Cleveland. I don't I don't I don't get it as much for Dallas, but it, I I could see it in a way.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's it's
0: very intriguing, for sure. Um, but overall, just to answer it, I wouldn't do it. Okay. Because I yeah, think I Dallas's pick is going to be better than the Brooklyn pick next year.
1: Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. I, I think that I think it will too. Because Brooklyn's like the Lakers, and they don't they want to win. So yeah,
0: yeah. I mean, unless they that's, unless they trade Dinwiddie, then we'll be looking at this trade like. Ugh. Don't do it. I love Dinwiddie. They did Dinwiddie, Dinwiddie's Bond. only twenty four, man. Is it really? Yeah, hmm. I thought he would. I think his be-
1: stash makes him look older. Yeah, he
0: looks a lot older. I and I, I feel like he's been around forever. I mean, he was on the Pistons. He's, you know, he's like. I he feel like he has been around all the time, but yeah, still a young dude. Well, so there you go. Listen, this on Wednesday. Something. Tomorrow's the day. Tomorrow.
1: Next time you hear from us. Uh, it will be on trade deadline day. Maybe something happens tomorrow. We'll see.
0: And I'll I'll leave you with this tweet. I never read Skip Bayless ever, but listen oh, listen to this tweet right now. It will just make you laugh hilariously. Tonight, Kyrie's team doesn't look a whole lot better than LeBron's, but we are the North is now thinking we are the East. <laughs>
1: Skip this So
0: many things in that tweet. First of all, tonight Kyrie's team doesn't look a whole lot better than LeBron's. Okay. Okay. One night in the NBA. <laughs> like Anything can happen. You know, teams have off nights. Yeah. All By the way, the Celtics are way better than the Cavs right now. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs>
1: way better. Not also, discussion.
0: it's not we are the North. It's we the North. <laughs> we the North. It's we the North. And uh, we are the East. I don't know. Look at the standings. <laughs> 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 it's one night in the NBA, and Toronto played at home, and they shot the lights out tonight. So, anyway, skip Bayless,
1: ch- still trying to be relevant. Just not
0: like him and Cowherd. Well, it's Facebook bo- live. Hi- Him and Cowherd both. They talk about NBA, and you just listen to them, and you go, "You have no idea what you're talking about." I can't. I, you have. I wish you could tell me when's the last time you watched an NBA game. Yeah, I can't stand either one of them. <laughs> oh man. All right. Well. Guys, thank you so much for listening to Locked On Mavericks. Again, rate and review the podcast. Go to iTunes. Give us five stars. Really appreciate it. We're at 69 right now. So if somebody wants to break that and uh, get us over the hump to 70, we'd appreciate it. Also – Nobody wants
1: to break the 69 number.
0: There goes My Isaac dog's Star. Pissed. Also, <laughs> also, we are definitely in the top third of all Locked On Network podcasts as far as listens – and so that is all thanks to you guys, because we you guys, y'all are awesome. We only count as two listens, so <laughs> that doesn't really help us. So guys, and
1: shout out to the dude that wrote me today on Twitter and said, do you know that you sound just like Matt Saracen from Friday Night Lights? <laughs>
0: That's so great.
1: And I was like, I did not know that, but now I'm very, very intrigued.
0: I was I at told my wife. I was at lunch today with one of my friends from college, and I made a Matt Saracen... Uh, JD McCoy reference today and he did not get it at all. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what um. a bad friend. <laughs> all right guys, thank you so much for listening to Lockdown Maps. Peace out. Boom tree.